I got the women, I got the jewelry, I'm in the car riding by, I'm in the club, you see me over here, we got it roped off, I'm throwing money, I'm popping bottles, life is awesome, everything is cool, I'm that dude, you need to wanna be me. Last Words Podcast. My name is Keon, a.k.a. Almighty DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks, a.k.a. Young One with Himself. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Keon, as well. How you feeling today? I'm feeling beautiful, man. So is it? I Earlier on, you told me that you felt like it was a... What word did you use to describe the day? Uh, said you, you were soaking in this. Oh, you said you were soaking in all this ugliness. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's you said. That's because it, it's it's rainy and gray outside, and you know it, that just doesn't do the same thing that the sunshine does for me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you are it, you are a summer baby. I am. I, do you really like? How do you, do you believe that that affects <laughs> people and like how they grow up? Does that does you think that makes a significant impact? Uh, a, a significant again it's one of those things where i don't have enough information on it to to be able to have that much sure. of an opinion yeah like it could be i it could not be i, I wouldn't know i don't because you know uh, you, yeah i don't know too much you get a lot of folks that are like yeah you know i was born in the summer so i don't fuck with that cold weather you know shit like that yeah so yeah 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 some people are like born on a beach or some shit like that and it's just like <laughs> yeah so you know like my soul is just meant for the water and <laughs> in the sand i'm just like hey, i mean all right like, <laughs> like maybe like i don't know like, right 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 if it well could be the case but um <laughs> but i on the other hand i'm looking outside of my window and you know again the colors of the trees i'm looking out at it i saw like three blue jays go take their respective roles on each part of a branch and sit there and sing to each other and then take off flight so like it to me it's, it's pretty fucking cool I, I feel plus, you. plus, plus. Also, for the for me, when it's rainy and and you know overcast and all that outside, I just sit and read a fucking fucking book. Well, you know when you know I say I mean? when I say it's ugly outside, I don't mean that the day can't be enjoyed. Okay, I, I'm just okay. saying that you hear you know, that from everybody. You heard it here first. If you are indeed an ugly person, it wow. doesn't mean that you can't be enjoyed all the same. I don't know if that's what I said. There's still still love and hope out there for you. All right? (laughs) I don't think that's that's exactly... what you meant? No, that's not exactly what I thought that's exactly what you were saying. I'm sorry. But but listen, so last week, um, Antoinette said something to me that was really interesting, and it really made me... What? No, I was going to say, yeah, tell us about how you have to call off the engagement with your fiancé because she didn't put respect on your name. I... I don't know where you got that from. I don't, I'd have no idea where you got that from. But, um, she said something to me that was really, really interesting. And it made me think about just, you know, some of our past, some of the people that we've been around. She told me that she played a lot more basketball than me when we were growing up. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to slight her at all. But what I do know is that me, you, and a bunch of our other friends were out there balling every day yes like i'm talking facts i'm talking about you know we was out there what during the summer had to been every day after school every day and just like the basketball court was just a place where everybody was you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was almost it it really had it ha- it holds. I feel like a big part of our childhood. We spent a lot of time there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, me, you, TJ, um, Henry, uh, Stephen Broadus, rest in peace. Um, oh, man. um, I mean, who else was out there? It was a ton of people out there, bro. That's that's but see, that's the whole thing is like I almost started to chuckle to myself when you started naming people because I'm like, there's no way you're getting down the list no, of names of people no, no, that I'm used not. to come out there. There used to be. Because a lot of times it wasn't just people playing basketball. A lot of them did. It'd be like yeah. 40 motherfuckers out there just waiting to get on the court. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you had people racing. You had people slap boxing that we talked about. Like, <laughs> yeah. like slap boxing was a real thing. Like, people I, just I out there. I can't believe, just... like, niggas is really out there slap boxing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like... <laughs> just slapping your friends yeah, in the face real like, hard, real fast. Yeah, like, just like, you know what I mean? It sounds ridiculous at age 30. Like, yeah, but like, you know what I mean? But you, but you, you know, you had to have the king of the hands. Like people had to know, yeah. you know, within all this masculinity, who was where on the totem pole of hands. Right. You know what I mean? Because hands meant and to a lot of people still mean something. Yeah. Like because a lot of people's responses to things would just be like, oh, but but do you have the hands for me, though? Like, can you That's can true. you see me with the hands? Like, I understand that whatever it is you're saying, like, sounds good. But fuck all that see me with the hands and then we'll, we'll handle it that way. All right. These, so all these other attributes are great, but can you beat me in a fight? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does it have to come down to that? <laughs> I don't care who you, you know, are. Really, can you fight me? <laughs> can we, you, hold on before we get back to basketball. Cause this is something we need to touch on for a second. Cause it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> this if you're if you're unaware with what we're talking about this is real i it want people to know much so <laughs> that there is a demographic of people out there that no matter how good or concise your argument is or no matter actually how minute the subject is that you're arguing over there are people out there where if, if their emotions start to get too high for them if you start to say too many, too many actually logical things that maybe start to make them feel stupid or embarrassed in front of their people, you know, the spectators at the moment, they will just propose a fight to end it all. It's, I guess, as you know, I think about it, it's sort of like the Wild West. Was like door? you know what I mean? Somebody, yeah, <laughs> like somebody fucking spills like a glass of beer or whatever on you or some shit like that, or a mug of beer, I guess, and you just be like, all right, fuck it, like let's step outside. <laughs> You know, what it, like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene in the Forty Year Old Virgin when uh, Kevin Hart was like, "What that you say?" Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was uh, like, "Look, uh, you're using all these." Basically, he was like, "Using all these big words, now I don't right, know what I mean, right, what they mean." Right. So I'm gonna take him as disrespect. I forgot what the other guy said, but he said, you know, let's move on amicably. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was just like, okay, yeah, you throwing too many big words at me. And since I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Right. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way of explaining the situation. Like, I don't quite, I can't quite compute what you're talking about right now. And because I can't. I'm angry <laughs> and I don't know how else to express or mitigate this. So I'm going to fight you right now. Like it's, pretty much. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, anyway, so slap boxing. Yeah. It was a thing amongst all the kids back in the day. Um, but the basketball, 
this idea of us going out. First of all, did Antoinette like? Did she play on any teams, or did she just um, go out and hoop? You like? know what? We didn't even really get into it, to be honest with you. So oh, I'm, see, that's honestly, some, okay. I'm not quite sure. All I know is that when she said that to me, all I could think about is all the time that we've put in on the asphalt, on the black top. <laughs> all I could think about was that, and I'm just like, man, we used to ball, man. Like, I don't even, I don't know. No, like, we, I was we, like, you we gotta, you gotta watch some tape on me, all right? Like, I don't know, man. Because, well, cause, and I wish we had some, honestly. Yeah, what because, be because, because little does she know, or maybe she does. You were the first of us to dunk on the tall rim yo, at, at, yo. at Williams Elementary. Yo, I forget about that. Yeah, I. You, and and you hold on, the first of us. And not only did I dunk, my nigga, I threw it off the backboard. You, and you threw a oop to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was like NBA Street Volume Two days. So <laughs> we were trying to do ridiculous shit on the small hoops. You yeah. know what I mean? Remember, we used to just like it, just be like seven niggas lined up, and we would just just throw, just throw continuously throw <gasps> the ball <laughs> off, off the, the backboard. backboard until you got to the last person, and he just <laughs> and, and that person it, yeah. just finished it off. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were really doing something on them on them. Six foot hoops or whatever they were. <laughs> um, but the thing, so what I think is this has an uncanny semblance to us talking about our experience with the ice cream truck. Uh-huh. Just the fact that one, it just brings just the most beautiful nostalgia. But you knew that everybody you gave a fuck about was going to be outside for this thing. Yeah. The ice cream truck was that for me in the neighborhood. The basketball court was that for me. Yeah. You knew every day going in the house was not tight. No one, no one, yeah, nah, we did not, not like being in the house. Like that's the, that's one of the, the I mean, the, the, I guess one of the chief changes between us and what's going on right now, what we see with, with children. Well, a lot of children, you know, some yeah. children still like to go out and you see them riding bikes and stuff like that. But for the most part in the house, <clears throat> on the phone, on the laptop, on a video game, whatever. But when we got home, I know that at, I think we got out at three o'clock, something like that, like two twenty, some shit like that. Well, okay. So as a kid, as a as a small small kid, I was getting out and I was going home and watching Toonami on Cartoon Network. Dragon Ball Z would come on at three thirty. So, and I think like maybe Gundam Wing or something came on after that. Uh Either way, I wasn't doing anything but watching those shows for that block of time. I knew that. But after that, I'm out. I'm out the door. Like, fuck, like fuck that homework. <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh, it. Fuck shit. <laughs> no, listen, this is me. I'm not saying I'm not promoting that. I'm just <laughs> saying for me at that age, it was fuck this homework. Fuck whatever chores we have around the house. I'm not cutting no grass. I'm not taking these dishes out. I'm not sweeping anything. I'm not cleaning anything unless somebody happens to catch me before I get out them doors. Right. But. I'm out the door and I'm and I got my basketball. I'm headed straight to the court. That's where everyone's gonna be. It was just a communal thing. It was beautiful. Everyone's up there uh, racing, to- slap boxing, basketball, chase. You know, trying to talk to girls, playing on the playground. It was just like everything to do out there. We used to go on basketball world tours. <laughs> world, world, <laughs> world world tours. tours. Yeah, we were definitely we were definitely doing a city a citywide a citywide tour. We were definitely yeah, getting around. Right? We would just go from neighborhood to neighborhood, just looking for people that was balling. Like it was, it was great. Stone Stonewall Park, Stonewall Park, Stonewall Park was a big one. Bird, Bird Park, Park was a huge one. Uh, Obviously, going Weems. Out to, yeah, Weems was huge, clearly, because we were um, right there. Um, Wellington, the, get, Wellington, you know, so getting older, getting out the Wellington. Yup. 
used to um, be out there with uh with like Brad Wilson and them, like just. Oh, we got to uh, definitely Manassas Park out by Costello oh, Park. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah, when we lived, I, did, or I, I lived didn't go out, out there as much, but yeah. I did go out there probably mostly when you were there. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. We were, no, we were definitely balling. I was, yeah, ball was life. And to be honest, we should have been better <laughs> than we were at basketball for as much as we played. To be honest with you, yeah, I feel like, yeah. But, but I feel like a lot of times, maybe I, I don't want to say we were playing with scrubs, but I'm trying to figure out how the fuck we weren't getting like we should have been nasty. Yeah, because I definitely I wasn't should, on those school yeah. teams. Um, I played, I played sixth grade and seventh grade, or seventh grade and eighth grade, something like that. And I also played in a couple. I played in a blacktop league, like an AU league, as well as a boys and girls club. Dog, didn't you dunk in the uh, senior versus faculty game? Ah, <sighs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I why, did. Those, why do you, why those don't, the, don't sound like that? You would like why do you don't sound joyful about that? No, no, that just that just brought such a great relief to me. Like my shoulders just went down. I just it was no, it was great. I I, I was just living back there for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, those were the only two points I scored, but it didn't matter. It was about morale for the right, team, right? Because I'm pretty certain we were down. Not only were we down, but I think that the last three or four years of seniors had lost to the faculty. Okay. So we were we were down, and I was like, "Yo, we're not about to lose to these old fucks. Like, we're not we're not losing to them. Like, we have better people. Like, we should be able to beat them." So, I saw my dunk as the shift in momentum. Uh-huh. That's why it brings me such a such a wonderful moment. Because uh, one, just dunking on teachers is fucking awesome. Because one, I was you know I already know I was rebellious, right? So just dunking the ball on the opposing team, which happened to be all the people that I didn't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, it was fucking awesome. And then the momentum of the game came in. I think we ended up winning that by like 30 or 40 points. Like we fucking smashed the teachers. But that was, that was yeah, that was an awesome game. Yeah, basketball was so huge to us. Yeah, definitely. Dog, huge, I would, was, like we even, I remember even taking, did you take basketball class when you, when you had the option to opt out of gym? Nigga, I own, not only did I take basketball class, but I also perpetually and intentionally skipped algebra class with Mr. Chickerell, <laughs> algebra three, so that I could go to my friend's basketball class. So I took two <laughs> basketball classes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would go to basketball <laughs> class twice. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um. So I, t- I definitely took basketball class as well. But I would always like leave out of there and just go over to the gym where like the sophomores were and just like ball with them too. Like, yeah. you're just balling. Anything for I the ball. I, I, yeah, any. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you one time that uh, Mr. Chikoro came down and like, for, I guess he. Yeah, he found out somehow that I was in. Yeah, I just kept going to Miss Leak's basketball class and he came down there. <laughs> And I just dribbled the ball over to him because he was calling out to me. And he was like, hey, man, I just wanted to make sure, like, you're you're not coming back to algebra anytime soon. And I was like, nah, man. <laughs> and he was like, okay, just checking. And then that was it. Did yeah, you no, that pass was- the class? Um, I do not believe so. No, I'm pretty certain I failed that class with a with a, a slew of other classes as okay. well. Okay. Yeah, I was failing mad classes. But you know yet I, you I graduated. Like, I did graduate. Yeah. Interesting. Somehow. Yeah. Interesting. I failed. Um. I failed photography. 
<laughs> Nigga, how? I, like, I, I failed. <laughs> I failed drawing, I think it was. Why? I failed. <laughs> I almost failed football class, but I was able to take like some little tests or something like at the end and like pass that. Okay. I was, yeah, I was feeling like mad electives. Um, yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> because, so for football class, I guess I was just t- taking it because friends were in there, but I didn't have any interest in actually playing football. Okay. So I was just walking around on the field, like texting on my phone all the time. And like, yeah. <laughs> just the coach would just be like, all right, like, Hooks, what are you doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get off your, what are you doing? Man? Come on! <laughs> so, so that was that. Um, Drawing and photography, I feel that because I, I mean, I would draw all the time and, and take pictures. I would just never do what the assignment was. So, so failed those. Okay. Um, algebra, you, I was take, in, I was in basketball graphics? class. Graphics, I got an A in. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. I was really, I was really, I was really interested in graphics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Mr. Emanuel, he allowed us, like, our, we got to choose our assignments as long as, they were progressive. Right. As, yeah, as long as you weren't just staying stagnant, you know what I mean, and what it is you were doing. Like, he, you showed progression in your skills. You got to choose what you wanted to, and he would just give you very, very, very loose um, ideals as to, you know, what you should do next. But, uh-huh. yeah, I got an A in that class. Yo, I made... Uh, al- always had an A in English, in my English classes. I yeah. had... um, I made two, uh, two covers for past mixtapes I made in graphics class by oh, learning yeah. in graphics class. Yeah, for sure. Graphics was, graphics class was awesome. Yeah, yeah when, it was Photoshop it was, and InDesign were getting really big. Yeah, yeah. No, those those were those were great times. Yeah, I um, jeez, good old good old being a child, <laughs> being a child. Good times. Um, I have a, I have something I would like to read to the people because. I would like to sort of set the tone for the day. Um, I mean, we've already kind of gotten into some things that are, I mean, are very deeply set and feeling for us. But as we get on this, this poem that I'm about to read is really going to set a very nice undertone for thoughts about integrity and conviction and believing in oneself. Um, especially amidst misery and pain. So, I would like to read this. It is entitled Invictus, Latin for Unconquerable, by William Ernest Henley. And I read, Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I 
Like, that is all. That is all. I would like to read that, and I'm sure I'll be referring back to it as we get into some of these other things. Um, but one thing that clearly, as we spoke mm-hmm. about the ice cream truck, as we spoke about the basketball court, slap boxing, racing, riding bikes, doing this, that, and the third, going to basketball class, failing classes, doing some classes well, whatever it is, all of these things from our past one of the things that have definitely made us a lot of who we are today and that we still love, but for varying reasons, is hip hop slash rap music, whatever you like to call it. Definitely. Um, which is interesting. I guess like what is hip hop supposed to be like the more mainstream poppy version or, or title for rap? Like what is what is what is that, by the way? Um Music Man. <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> Well, I think it, you know, hip hop originated from DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, DJ Cool Herc, um, all the MCs back in the day. Yeah. Um, Grandmaster. Well, yeah. You know, Grandmaster Flash, you know, mm-hmm. all that. Um, but as far as what hip hop comes from, I guess it does. I mean, I don't know that what, I don't know what, I don't really know what actually led to like what came before like what was what are you saying that like hip hop is like it came like it came it was like a rib like it came from Adam Adam like what was <laughs> Adam you know i don't i can't really say what adam was in that situation what did it come from i'm well, not really what sure really, well, what i mean is I, i'm i'm trying to really figure out like the distinction between just the title rap and hip hop Oh. Like why? Like why was that distinction ever made? Like was rap supposed to be just more so the hardcore stuff? If if I had to take a you know what take I mean? a shot at it, like I would I would NWA. say so. Yeah, yeah I would I would yeah. I would say yeah, I would say something like that. Um, and then I guess hip hop maybe just it's yeah, like you said, it's just a little more mainstream. It it reaches more of the masses, in a, as you could say. Yeah, because you know, um, you know white people didn't really fuck with like hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't mm. fuck with like that NWA type shit. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> like that shit or at least, you know, the higher ups didn't, um, you know, they were, they were all they didn't against fuck that with shit. The group. They didn't fuck with the group labeled niggas with attitude. No, <laughs> huh. no, they, they did didn't not like the. They didn't like the song. Fuck the police <laughs> straight out of Compton. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, they, did, they didn't fuck with that shit. And I guess maybe hip hop, you know, allowed, you know, the, it, I guess, I guess it allowed rap to just meet more mainstream shit. When did you figure out that you like rap music? Um, I would probably say when I was in my teenage years, when I actually started buying albums and really just enjoying the music even though a lot of the music back then was well beyond my years it was talking about a bunch of shit that i really didn't know uh much about um i think but yeah i would say in my early teenage years when i actually started to i don't know uh find a bit of my identity um when i started kind of coming into my own um and started you know i can't say i i related to everything that was spoken into hip-hop but what I did relate to was the fact that, you know, this was, the, you know, hip hop came from mostly black and brown people. Um, it was it was kind of all the music that I really knew. 
Um, cause I didn't start listening to any like pop or rock and roll or anything like that until I was, you know, in my twenties. Um, mm. so hip hop was kind of all I knew hip hop and like R and B, um, was really all I knew back then. And mostly because the most of the people that were doing it were people that looked like me. They were people that I could relate to. Um, mm. so yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I came on to it because I've always been a lover of words. Uh-huh. Words to me have always they've they've moved me, and I've always found them extremely and um increasingly interesting in how they can sway people. How just like the just the variances of word choice can just change the complete meaning of something. How the variances of tone or or uh, the pace of the spe- um. The, the pace in which you're saying things can change the feeling of it. All right. these sort of things I've, I've always, whether they were orators giving speeches or rap artists rapping, whatever it was, it's always been something that intrigued me. So when I, my brother came home and he started playing stuff like Eminem, right. old Eminem now, I'm not talking about like now because <laughs> it's a difference. Anybody that knows Marshall Mathers as a rap artist, and you've known him like know well of his discography. You understand that who he once was and how he's rapping now are two completely different things. Right. So So I was, you know, I was listening to the Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, the Eminem show. So hearing for me, hearing these different cadences and putting and fitting these words together that he did while you know, making and creating these cadences was just like masterful to me. These, I sit back with these pack of zigzags in this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be the most mean and some C on this, on this earth since his birth. I've been cursed with this curse to just curse and his blurt is berserk. Like that type of shit is like, that's masterful to me. Yeah. I feel you. you know what I mean? Like that, that is artistry. That is supreme artistry to me. The, now, I would never diss my own mama just to get recognition. Take a second to listen for you think this record is dissing, but put yourself in my position. Just try to envision witnessing your mama popping prescription pills in the kitchen, bitching that someone's always going through or a person's just missing. Like, he's rapping at a God level as far as the lyricism and the putting together of words, but at the same time, there is great pathos behind his words in the way that he's saying them. Like he's rapping for something and what what he's rapping for is is to expel the the demons and the pain that has come with those demons. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? These were very miserable experiences that he was going through as a child. And so when I listen to music, there's just certain things that I look for that I didn't look for as a child. So that's why I mean, Definitely. which is which is clear, right? Which is why I ask you why. You fell in love with hip hop when you feel like you did, because to me, the the crux of my love for hip hop when I was a child and what it is now are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, that remains constant that I do that. I loved the words and that I loved the feeling that people had behind some of the things that they were saying and not to say that people aren't doing it now. But when I was younger, I, w- I listened to that. But then I also just listened to a whole bunch of other shit that I didn't get that feeling from. Uh-huh. And I feel like I did that. I was more lenient towards a lot of music because like most kids, you want to fit in. Uh-huh. 
So you listen to a bunch of shit and you take part in a bunch of shit that you don't necessarily care for at heart. But all your friends and the people that, like you said, look like you, whatever the case may be, are listening to these things. You want to be cool. You want to be hip. You want to be up on what the fuck is going on. So you feed your mind all the same shit that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would like to talk about how what we listen to then and what we listen to now, like how it differs. Or do you find it really differing for you? Do you find yourself looking for stuff in music now that you didn't necessarily do maybe five years ago, 10 years ago? Um, I think that nowadays I do find myself listening to music differently. Something that I couldn't respect like 10 years ago is mm. a good story within the music. Oh, really? Yeah. Like back in the day, you know, I was just, you know, like you said, like sometimes there was music that I was listening to um, that maybe I was listening to it because, you know, that's what was hot. That's simply uh-huh. what was hot. Um, uh-huh. And it doesn't mean that I didn't like the music at all. It's just like, you know, that's what was pushed towards me. That was that's what was in my face. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now I'm able to kind of make, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown ass adult now. I can kind of yes. make, I can make my own decisions. Um, so I take music and I think I just had, I, I try to find a little bit of a deeper meaning in, in some music and I'm not going to get that from everything. You know, when right. I pop on something like the Migos, I'm listening to that mostly for the production and in the way, you know, it makes, you know, makes the body groove. Um, okay. but when I'm listening to someone like Kendrick Lamar, um, or, you know, you know, even someone like a like an Eminem, even though his shit is a little different than what it is, um, what it what it used to be. I think he's still a good storyteller. And like you said, with his words, the way he puts them together, I think that he does that really well, too. I wasn't really listening for that type of stuff back then. Um, yeah. I wasn't listening for cadences. I wasn't listening, you know, for for how many words someone could put into uh, into a bar and, and it still makes sense to me. Um, yeah. I wasn't listening to, to um, for stuff like that. So, so, so now um, music very similar to movies, you, 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 you take it and you listen to it again and you're just, you just find all these things that a 13 year old Keon or Earl would have never grasped. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's one. Yeah. No, that's, that's 1000%. I, I hear that shit all the time. Um, yeah, we were just when I talked to you about Renegade the other week, uh-huh. Duty and I were listening to that and we were just talking about how, you know, I believe Nas said that, oh, Eminem killed you on your own shit, you know, uh-huh. dissing Jay-Z. Uh-huh. And, we, and the more and more we listen to that song, it's like that it just is not the case. <laughs> Eminem did a great job on that song. But if you listen to Jay-Z, like his Jay-Z, he's so good at fucking rap. He's so good at it. Yeah. But he truly takes you to those blocks where he's selling crack. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like trying to show you what his life was like uh-huh. and how his, like he said, his, how his childhood didn't mean much, only raising green up. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like my demeanor, 30 years, my senior, like he, he you couldn't stress to me, you know, that like he, this motherfucker was bringing home the bacon. <laughs> For the family, for the whole family, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So he's bringing you back to these streets, to these bars, 
that are just they're so impactful to people, one, that grow up there and then two, just people that maybe didn't, but have some sort of sympathy for people that do have to grow up in this environment. Mm -hmm. But the way that he brought it to life in that song and many other songs is just like it's fucking amazing. So I definitely think you should go back and li- well, everyone should go back and listen to Renegade if you like Jay Z and or Eminem. Like it's fucking it's a dope ass song. Um, these days I've realized and I've had a fight with myself <laughs> because RJ and I talked about this maybe a year or so ago. I wanted to remain fun, and I've come to realize, and I'm gonna get into that, but I'm I've come to realize that fun is overrated. Okay. <laughs> In certain instances, I wanted to remain fun in the sense that I I wanted to stay open and available for just new age. I'm not really talking about shit, but fucking your bitch and doing drugs and drinking and being lit and throwing money around type of music. Like I wanted to remain open to that. It turns out that I can't really. <laughs> Um, I, I like things with a deeper meaning. I do. I, I can, I can sort of, I can sort of listen to that stuff if I'm at the gym and I just need something hard to sort of, you know what I mean? With a like high BPM or like crazy bass and mm-hmm. high hats and drums just to get me to push weights and, you know, run fast and things like that. But if I'm talking about really trying to ingest music, um, like intentionally, and and have a, a very very profound attention geared towards absorbing whatever it is that piece of music has for me. Like I I I need I need something deeper. I need something. And so I, I was thinking about that, but I also found that I don't like rapidy rap 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 niggas. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't like for people to try to bar me to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, and just like you said, try to fit as many words as they can. And just like, I don't I don't care for you to just rap really, really, really fast or for you to just use a bunch of big words. You know what I mean? And then because because I don't think that you have to sacrifice listenability in order to to get across emotion and to get across deeper thoughts. I, I don't think that you have to sacrifice listenability for that. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes people do. And they just, there are mad rappers that we know that can just rap really, really, really well. Again, right now, I mean, we can just go back to Eminem. Like these days, he's still, he's still like a god at rapping. But his music doesn't seem to have the same fervor as before. Like, I don't care to listen to it because there's, it's just wrapping words together. Right. Like, there's no feeling in it for me. He's not talking about anything. He's saying, which is the most ironic thing that he's saying so many words, but he's not talking about anything at the same time. So I wanted to try to think of some artists where they have a good balance between saying things in their raps but at the same time, still making it enjoyable for the listener. We can bob our heads. We maybe we move our bodies a little bit. They have cool melodies and cadences and things like that in their mm-hmm. flow. They always find the pocket in whatever beat they're rapping on. Like, like, so who do you listen to where you feel like they have a, a balance? Aside from Kendrick Lamar. Aside from Kendrick Lamar. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. We, let's we see. 
Because it's funny because these these sort of conversations always go to the extremes. Like you just got to start picking out like the like the gods <laughs> of the game. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, who do I listen to now that gives me a good balance? Um, God, 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 God. Hold on. No, I'm. I got some reference here. I got some reference. Mm, about to open up that that tunes. Yeah, man. Because I mean, I gotta <laughs> I gotta see like who am I listening to today. That's really doing it for me that way, though. Um, I always find it interesting, too, when, like, old heads talk about, oh, you know, real rap was based upon lyrics, and you know, y'all my little motherfuckers ain't saying nothing, because I don't want to be one of them, and that's why I'm not doing it, because you also have that old ass, I said a hip hop, the hip, the hip <laughs> to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop the rugged to the bang bang boogie, say jump, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the um, boogie the beat. So like, nigga, that, I think that you're gonna what find are you talking this about? a little crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's not, yeah, like that's not god level lyricism, but old heads swear by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that you're gonna find this a little crazy when I say it, but I find I'm listening to a lot of little baby these days. And All right, go, go ahead and tell a, me about it. He's a trap. I mean, he's he's kind of a trap artist. He's a Southern artist, so you kind of relate that to trap music. But I'm okay. trying to tell you, this man tells a story when he hmm. raps. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's not all like yeah. He's you know he he's gonna throw a you know a fuck your bitch in there. Um. <laughs> you know he's gonna talk about he's gonna talk about being icy. But he yeah. all he also talks about you know investing his money. He talks mm-hmm. about you know saving up so that his kids and his grandkids and his great grandkids have something you know after he's done with this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I find that I, I like that because I feel like something like that is gonna pave the way for the newer generation, hopefully. Um, to where they know that, you know, all this shit is cool. All this icy shit is cool, but let's be smart with it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah, no, I, I that. Get that. From him. I get that. No, I appreciate I, I, that. From I get him. that. Um, okay. Okay. Also, L- little baby, little baby. Yeah. Definitely. I might have to listen to that last yeah, album. Listen, that please listen to the last album. I think it's, I think that you'll find something in it that you'll really like. Um, who else we got here? Um, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say Drake. Drake is oh, one okay. of the most diverse artists <laughs> I've ever listened to in my life. That <laughs> that man, that man can put together a piece of work. Like yeah. he's gonna give you the R and B, which is gonna bring yeah. you a lot of melodies. Mm-hmm. He's gonna give you some of the trappy beats. Everything mm-hmm. he does, it just catches fire. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, he's definitely one of the artists that has really defined a generation when it comes to hip hop music. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely been killing shit for a long time. He sort of reminds me <laughs> all this talk about LeBron these days, ever yeah. since he you know, he just won the championship or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I guess supposedly people aren't giving him respect. Yeah, I mean <laughs> people, sh- people people never respect great people doing great things. So uh, no, it's just of like course oh, not. Like, yeah, not. but you know, but uh, but he doesn't have this many rings, or he doesn't, <laughs> he didn't do this though. But it's like, yeah, you but can't, he's been, you can't but argue he's been with doing, those type of people. But he's been doing it at the highest level for like seventeen years. Yeah, and and that's something we can say about Drake for as long as Drake's been doing this. Like he's been like at the top, killing shit yeah. for like many, many, many years. Like, yeah. it's it's insane. And, and honestly, it's crazy because before it was Drake, it was Lil Wayne who brought Drake into the game. 
Like Lil Wayne was the nigga for a long time. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah, you also gotta throw Kanye in there as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Kanye, Kanye. Yeah. Um I watched a fucking political ad for Kanye. Did I I think I put that in one of the chats. I don't know if you Yeah, I didn't I didn't click on it. I didn't click on that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> i decide i think i decided to read a book instead <laughs> but um so all right so i'm glad you bring you bring up those people those artists that give you that decent balance between good bop good bopism and you know just just straight bars and wisdom and knowledge um, in artistry, like real effort into what they're doing. Like they're uh-huh. not just like going in the booth and just doing whatever on a fire beat because they know it's going to take off and uh-huh. they're just going to reap the benefits of it. So for me, I was thinking hard about this. I think I was at the gym um, and I was listening to some artists. I think I was listening to one of J. Cole's newest songs, The Climb Back. Mm-hmm. Um, great song, by the way. If you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to that song. He is rapping. Like, <laughs> he is rapping. And when I tell you, like, this is like a perfect balance because he gives you the cadence. He gets, like, it's just, it's just like elite level rapping. It's so good. The climb back, J. Cole. Um, and I kept thinking, man, I'd love to talk to Keon on the pod about rap. That'd be cool. That's something that we both have liked growing up. And we both have changed just, you know, as you do mature and as maturation occurs, things change. You sort of start to sharpen the edges of the sword, no matter what it is, what sphere it is you're talking about. And rap for us has, well, one rap period has just, the evolution of it has been absolutely amazing to watch over the years. It's, it's, it's been, really changed so much. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Like the production, the way people put together beats, like just Hold what on. people are doing with their voices these days. I want to say you something real quick. Go for it. I don't, because I'm glad you just said production, because we wouldn't be doing our due diligence as far as hip hop goes without speaking about some of these producers. Yeah, like we're, that's we're, very we're, true. We're, we're talking about the people that put the words to the beats, but just think about all the, all the greatest songs you've ever heard. And think about some of the greatest producers that have been p- behind those songs. People like Swiss Beats, uh, mm-hmm. Timbaland, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Hit Boy. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many, like, none of those Pharrell. songs. Pharrell. Kanye like, West. Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Um, None of those songs would be what they are without the production. Like, mm-hmm. that, that keen sense of picking out sounds and samples and just mm-hmm. being very, very specific about what you're bringing forth, like that yeah. is so instrumental. In yeah, sometimes, sometimes talking to the artist, being like, eh, "I think you should leave that part out." Like that yeah. doesn't quite, that doesn't quite do it. There, you know what? I feel like okay, you got this person on this song, but I don't think that their second verse for this song, like their second verse, doesn't quite do the story of it very well. Uh-huh. Like you should probably throw them first, or you should do this or that. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Yeah, it's it's tricky business. I think people just feel like producers make a beat because producer encapsulates a lot. It does. Like to produce a work of art and the you know the the ilk that we're speaking of, it encapsulates a lot. It's right. not just you know throwing a couple sounds together, a little drum pattern, 
and some strings over top of it, telling somebody to rap on it, you know, mixing it down and then sending it out. Like right. that's 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 not really what's going on there. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely you. You got to give you got to give credit to the producers out here that are really doing their thing. I mean, it's it's a team. A lot of times people don't understand that that when like a Drake record hits the streets, there was a whole team behind that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had 40, his producer working on it. You had him doing his thing. You had maybe like writers that helped him. It's like, nah, you should take that out. You should do this. Maybe you should do this with your voice over around this time. You had, you know what I mean? It's, it's just it's just a lot of people are going on. You had people that he may have sent the song to to see if they liked it. People who, whose ear he, you know, he reveres. Yeah. My, you know um, what I mean? Hey, good. My, my friend Ryan Richards um, mm-hmm. said some real shit in a song that um that you know he was on that we were on a long 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 time ago um yeah. i forgot the exact words but it was it was long it was something like uh he was basically saying that you know if you're asking me about making music or mm. you know making these beats like if we're talking about software that's one thing but if we're talking about my state of mind i couldn't tell you in this lifetime mm. and and that's something that's always stuck out to me as far as uh, production goes, because mm-hmm. like it, it really is a state of mind, you know, it's yes. like when you put a beat together, like chances are no one else is going to be able to do that the exact same way that you did, you know, uh-huh. obviously, unless they just copied you. But like that, that, that state of mind, that is your own, you know, yes. that is you, that is you, that is your mind that is in your head. Like that mm-hmm. is your own thoughts and ideas put into this production, into this sound, into these melodies. So yeah. I, you know, yeah, and you could probably no better say what brought that to be than you could tell them what brought you to be. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is, it is the same exact thing. It's like okay, well, that's I like it's a very complicated question to answer. Like I'm a I'm a very complex you know, multifaceted person, like human, like I'm a whole being. There's uh-huh. a lot that goes into that. And all these things that I'm bringing into the material world through whatever form of expression I choose to use at the moment, that's the same thing. It is just, it is just a piece of me. It is like an appendage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it's just a, yeah, a further extension of myself. And that's just as hard to really describe. You know what I mean? I could try to give you the processes, but it's you know it, it probably won't really do the the truth of the matter justice. Um, so while I'm at the gym and I'm thinking about how I wanted to bring all this together, I thought about an artist that have that has come up in our area, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be the coolest thing because this gentleman came out with the song. Well, actually, me in a few songs that I really really liked. But one in particular that just as soon as the beat dropped and his voice came over the track and started rapping, it just it just touched my heartstrings. And referencing actually back to episode, I mean, a few episodes ago, I told you that for me, music for me, I love 89% despair <laughs> and hopelessness, <laughs> right? With just, with a tinge, that 11% of hope, you know what I mean? Hope, 
that, that, that there could be something better and that all of this misery is for something. Hence, Invictus, the poem that I read, getting us ready for all this, that something beautiful can come out of the mud. You know what I mean? That you, right. that you dig and you dig and you dig into the dirt until you find those diamonds. You find those gems. So, I would like to introduce to for anyone that doesn't understand Shiffy Pedo into the conversation. S H I double F Y space P dot space D O E E. Uh, definitely look up look up this music. Um, please, please, I mean, just just look it up. See what, see what you think. This song in particular, Stilo Story, it's on YouTube. I was watching the video. I was listening to it. I probably now listen to it. I, like I said, more times than I can count. But if I just off the top of my head, I say I've listened to this song like 30 times. Um, I, I want to talk about it. And you know what? Actually, OK, so I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the, the mechanics of the song. Uh, I want to give credit to the producer yet again. Um. I believe Kevin Katana and resides in Baltimore, by the way. So be more. Um, But before I do that, I want to I want to drop the track in here so that the listeners can listen to it. So they have a better understanding of exactly what it is I'm talking about. So, Mikey, we are to insert. Sometimes in my mind I know I be trippin' Tryin' to find in a piece of more righteous living. Could've been in the streets with a couple strikes My mom left the city to get it right That decision she made, it changed my life So this light of mine, I'ma let it shine When I think about you, I just start to cry Kept me protected, but made me try Got your nose, got your ears, but my father's eyes Cause of y'all, I just write and recite my rhymes Always stayed in the cup, fuck a life of crime See, I made my way up with a legend set The game looking bleak, I made a shit My little baby on flea, but she take a dead yeah, yeah, really think I'm in love Good kidding is a hell of a drug Good riddance, my ex-women with dust Steal old back with the greatest in flavor One word to describe me courageous You haven't heard that my purpose is major I'm headed straight to the guap home I'm about to put my whole spot on With these movies, I make it your popcorn Chosen my music hit different, come be my apprentice 
talk about one this fucking this 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 wailing of this instrument <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's this i mean this shit this shit is crying this is exactly what i'm talking about like this is like it is it's this instrument is like crying it's just, like it's like it's fucking it's 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 so disheartening um but at the same time, you have this up-tempo sort of like drum pattern. And then this man starts rapping. The reason I decided us to slow step us through this, this talk of all this rap is because I couldn't stress enough the, the I mean, very healthy balance between giving us a bop Something we can listen to and being sort of like spicy and swaggy and icy over top of it. But at the same time, giving us some things that matter to you. Because for me, nothing upsets me more than someone putting on a song and telling me to listen to it. And I can just tell from the jump that they're rapping for the sake of rapping. Uh-huh. Like jet, like they just want to put words together because they feel like it's cool. It's gonna maybe get them some clout, you know, whatever, whatever. They want to talk their shit. They want to puff up, puff up their chest as an alpha male, whatever the case may be, and then just drop some shit. As opposed to a song like this by Shiffy P, where he's telling you why he's rapping. If you can't already just like hear it in in his voice. But I, I want to talk about some of these lyrics that I have here. Let's go. And by the way, thank you, Shiffy P, because I did reach out. Thank you so much for allowing us to have the MP3 to put in here so that so that the fans could listen as well as giving me the lyrics so that I could I could do this because that's that's huge. Um, I was super weird in his DMs. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey man like is there any way that like maybe you could possibly like um let's see what was the first time sometimes in my mind i know i'd be tripping trying to find inner peace and more righteous living could have been in the streets with a couple strikes my mom left the city to get it right that decision she made it changed my life okay I really like <laughs> when people take accountability for things that they do. <laughs> I really, really, really like it. So for someone to be rapping and say, you know, I know I be tripping sometimes. <laughs> like I like in my mind, I be fucked up sometimes and I'm, I don't always make the best decisions. But I'm going to come on here and I'm going to tell people that in that I'm also trying to find inner peace. In more righteous living. I'm not going to sit here on this platform and act like everything is all cool. Like, oh, 
I got the women, I got the jewelry, I'm in the car riding by, I'm in the club, you see me over here, we got it roped off, I'm throwing money, I'm popping bottles, life is awesome, everything is cool, I'm that dude, you need to want to be me, like, no, he's letting you know, yo, I, like, I'm, I'm out here searching for inner peace, like, I'm trying to find it, <laughs> I'm trying to find a, a, a righteous way of living. I'm trying to better my way of living, not for myself, but for the people around me. I could have been in the streets with a couple strikes. Like I could have been out here fucking up, but my mom made the right decision. She made the decisions to help me not become that person. Right. So shout out to mom. I love when people shout out their parents in, in, in raps. I love that. And by the way, since you brought up Migos, they do it a lot too. Mama! <laughs> do you want to get stay shouting out to mama? <laughs> mama, Nigga, Offset, oh. Offset had his mom in a video. I forgot what the the, the name of the oh. song was. It was a jump. It was Two Chains and Offset and YG. Um, yeah, make, make my mama proud or something like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I they all that. they all had their moms in the videos. That was a two chain song though. Correct? That was a two. Yeah, it was a two chain song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I just said Offset because we were on Migos. Yeah, but no, yeah, that is was, pretty cool though. It was a two chain song. Yeah, no, nah, that's pretty. That's pretty lit. I like that a lot. Um, let's see right here. Let's see where, where are we going. Let's see. Kept me protected, but made me try. Got your nose and your ears, but my father's eyes. Cause of y'all, I just write and recite my rhymes. Always stayed in the cut. Fuck a life of crime. See, this is what I'm talking about. Giving, it's cool to say, like when you get a compliment, oh, you know, thank you. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been trying a lot. I've been trying hard. It's a whole other thing to say, well, you know what? Like this comes from, this comes from upstairs. And when I say upstairs, I mean, this, this comes from mom and dad. Like (laughs) the only reason that I'm even able to write these rhymes and give you guys this is, is because of them. You know what I mean? Like, like they gave me this. Like, and that, and I, again, there's just, there's just a vulnerability and a humility in, in all of this that just, I, this is the type of shit that brings me on to music. Like, this is what I'm talking about. He's rapping, he's putting words together well, but at the same time, he's giving you real shit, like from his fucking heart right. and his soul. And, he, and he's, he's allowing you to really look, you know, behind the curtains in his life. Um, oh yeah. Always stayed in the cup, fuck a life of crime. See, I made my I made my way up where the legends sit. The game looking bleak. I made a shift. Ah. Yeah, I like shift. That. I, I like made that. a shift. I like mm. Um oh, Good. I wanna uh point out a a, a a bar or two that really stood out to me. Go for it. Um he says, I do this shit for my city. Remember those days. I thought about quitting, stood Ooh. in the rain. No umbrella, umbrella I was, was given, I cannot mm. complain. And mm. like when you see something like that, or when you read something like that, or you hear something like that, it really, it really makes you think about the the humbleness that must mm-hmm. come with starting out of the mud, just trying to be good at something. And yes. the times that you thought about quitting, because mm. you know, it happens. Um, it happens. You and I, you and I have those conversations, not yeah. about us quitting, yeah, but about the idea of yeah. quitting things. And, yes, and even through this pod and all the trials and tribulations that we've gone through with this pod, I could see how someone would just give this up and just stop. I could, yes. I could see that. I could understand that. But like when you power through, you know what I'm saying? 
you just you make a way. And I feel like those couple of bars right there stood out to me in that way because he's been doing this for a long time. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a long time back in like high school, maybe even middle school. Um, yeah. You know, and just to be here still still doing it today um, at this level, I think really just speaks volumes. That's just, no, I, I, no, I do this. Shit. I know I, I do. I do like this a lot. I do this shit for my city. Remember those days I thought about quitting. Stood in the rain, no umbrella was given. I cannot complain because this pain made me vicious. Now I got a vision. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's that unconquerable soul that I was speaking about. Yeah. I can't complain because the pain made me vicious. Now right. I got a vision. You know what I mean? Like I, I went through these miserable, dismal times so that I could be something stronger. You know what I mean? So that I could become Teflon. Yeah. So that nothing, I could become impenetrable, impregnable. Like, fuck that. I am better now because of these things. Like, that's, that's just, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, what else, like, what else do you want? What else do you want from this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Let's see, what else do you want? Oh, I always got to love a good Dragon Ball Z line. So when he says, you know, my intentions to get it and ball like I'm Krillin. Yeah. Ball being a play on the word bold, like yeah. Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. I always love a good Dragon Ball Z line in rap. Uh, got gotta love it. Um, I'm a star boy. Yes, I'm bright and I ride and just glide with the rhythm. I'm a dog brother. You can look in my eyes, like the way, like again, like this dude's cadence. Like he plays around so much with the cadence too, uh-huh. and he has and he has so much fun. He spits his fun stuff. And then he flosses on you a little bit. I'm a star boy. Yes, I'm bright and I ride and just glide with the rhythm. I'm a dog brother. You can look in my eyes. Sometimes you can just look in people's eyes and you can see what it is you're looking for. You can see if if they're like we talked about UFC fighters, uh-huh. like just looking in the eyes of, of, a, of an elite UFC fighter. I'm yeah. certain it's different. Than, than when you're about to just go fight fight Joe Schmo on the street. I think I'm it, certain of it. I think it really I think it really says something when you can kind of just maybe you know what that person does already, but you don't mm-hmm. know the person quite as well. But yeah. you can listen to their music or just simply see them and see you know see how they are as a person. You know you can how you check their body language, the way they come off, and mm-hmm. by by simply seeing that and. Not maybe not even speaking a word to this individual, you can understand that they are about their shit. Yeah, right, exactly. It's just again, you can look in my eyes. There's just something that I'm giving off that alerts you in a moment's notice that I'm not anything you've seen or met or been acquainted with before. Right. Like I am one of one. Go ahead, look in my eyes. I feel like you know what I mean. Witness right. this. Right. Um. You know. I'm off in the critiques. I went beyond the distance they thought I would go, but I did it. That's always good because there are always going to be people that doubt you yeah. and they tell you that you're not going to go as far as you are saying, you know, and are proclaiming to be capable of, of doing or going. Right. So that's so that's also great when you just say, you know, I, I went beyond the distance they thought I would go, but I did it. Dion with the sprinting. I'm off to that bag. I'm going to get it. I followed my own t- own intuition, which is huge, by the way. Got to stop there for a second. You were talking about your, you know, line that stood out to you being. 
I thought about, you know, those days, I thought about those, those days where I was, you know, thinking about quitting, contemplating mm-hmm. quitting, hanging the jersey up. Like I'm done with this. Maybe it's not, maybe I, I'm not who I thought I was. Yeah, this nigga didn't retire maybe. three times like me. You, you, you know what I'm every every song he come on like I'm back, <laughs> I'm back like I left some, uh, but but you know but but that's always great though to just be like yo you know what I can't I cannot base what I'm capable of or what I can do or who I can be to this world. I, I can't base that off of what other people are doing. I just I just can't like that's not a logical way of looking at things. The only person that and I know this sounds cheesy, but I'm gonna get into it. The only person that you should be comparing yourself to is you yesterday. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that logistically speaking is because no one else on the planet has gone through your very unique and specific circumstances in life. You're the only person to ever go through everything that you've gone through. (laughs) And so there's no one else to compare yourself to, but that person 24 hours ago, (laughs) you comparing yourself to someone that had a completely different set of advantages and disadvantages in life. It actually makes no sense. Logically speaking. Right. So the fact that we're in this, you know, this technological aid that age that aids the comparison to one another, scrolling yeah. through Instagram all day long, just looking at people's highlight reels yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. It's it's completely nonsensical. It's completely nonsensical. So I love that he said, listen, I'm going to get it. I followed my own intuition. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it's, that's what's going to lead you to where you need to be. Do your own thing. Carve your own lane. Follow your own intuition, intuition, that gut feeling that tells you that you can do this if you focus on it. Um, kept flowing stupendous. Now this, now this last line. <laughs> all right, this, all right. <laughs> this shit is a, this shit is great. Let me tell you why, because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like much, but to me, it, it really stood out. And this is this might be one of my favorite fucking lines on this on this song. I don't mean to brag, little nigga. I'm chosen. My music hit different. Come be my apprentice. Listen, <laughs> listen to this. First of all, for you, for <laughs> I got to throw, uh, throw a little flex in there. Yeah, uh, you got to flex on him a little bit. Like, a little you, flex. You got to flex on him a little bit. Like when you made a song of, the, you know, of, of this stature and had the remarkable poise that you've had the entire time, you gotta you gotta flex on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for you to say to someone, I don't mean to brag. First of all, you already know <laughs> that afterwards is coming one of the best brags. <laughs> when someone says I don't mean to brag, you know it's coming. I I, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love I I love that. Right. So I don't mean to brag, little nigga. So first of all. <laughs> Or I guess second of all now, uh, imagining he is speaking to another grown man, hypothetically. For you to call a grown man little nigga is hilarious. <laughs> and and our fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> right? So now... Especially if, you, especially if you begin it with, I don't mean to brag. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I don't mean to brag little nigga. So to follow, <laughs> I don't mean to brag with that is fucking 
hilarious. Like the the emphasis in those two extremes are hilarious. Right. Um, but he keeps it going. I'm chosen. My music hit different. <laughs> like, I love that too. I for some reason or another, whatever the the you know, the gods, the the higher powers that may be, God, Buddha, Zeus, Aries, Poseidon, all of them. All of them. Right? <laughs> they have bestowed upon me certain gifts. I don't be like I'm not I'm not necessarily bragging about them. Like it's just I was chosen. Like I'm sorry. Uh, that I'm not sorry. Like I, I don't know what you want me to do about it. They they gave it to me. I didn't ask for it. They gave it to me. I, I was chosen. My music hit different. <laughs> it's not it's not what you're normally gonna hear. It's not the conventional rap. Like when my shit comes on, it just hit a little different. Yeah. It makes you feel a little different. But then at the end, come be my apprentice. <laughs> he then offers said little nigga to come be his apprentice to come work underneath him and get and soak up some of this wisdom and skill that he that has been bequeathed by him uh by the upper by the the powers that be you know i love the um, fact that i feel like a lot of this song is very humble but then at the end you just kind of like you just you shit on him a little shit on him a little oh my god it's <laughs> gr- it's so great it's so great. I I love this song so much. It's so fucking oh my gosh. And I and I hope that you know, for the people that just listened to it the very first time, they felt something when they listened to it or you know, they they took something away from it, but I hope that this slight lyric breakdown afterwards, maybe they, you know, they now have understood or experienced something that they didn't get when they listened to it the first time. Maybe they'll go back and listen to it again, but I I had to bring that to the people's attention. I definitely wanted to support because I'm in love with the song and I feel like he's also just a very solid dude. Everything that I've ever seen him do or take part in, say whatever, he's it's been it's been solid nigga activity. So I'll always champion that over everything else. Yeah. You got to. And and, so, and, and so, I think yeah. and I think it's, you know, I think it really does mean something to uh as he would say support people from around the crib. Yeah, wow. for sure. So yeah. so again for the people Shiffy P though, S H I double F Y space P dot space D O E E. Um, yeah, look up that. I think he's got a new a new track out. He, he released he released a a project in in twenty twenty as well that I just downloaded called the Blessings, a quarantine collection. Uh, he's definitely got some joints on here that I like a lot too. Christmas Day is really good. Yeah, but anyway, definitely go look him up, listen to his stuff. He's awesome, solid dude. I champion him. I stand behind him. Uh, that that is that is what I had for music, man. But I had I had to do it. I had to do it to him one time. I had to do it for the crib. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna also keep it at the crib real quick. Um, okay. I want to shout out somebody who I think is just doing a awesome job right now. Um, okay. She follows us on the uh, on our Instagram. I'm not sure if she actually listens to this, but it, that's irrelevant. Um, right. Her name is Tiffany Bird Harrison. Um, Tiffany Bird, and that's that's spelled exactly the way you would think. Bird is B Y R D. Um, I believe she has a, a background in a you know uh, what I, I'm about theater. to say. Yeah, I was about to say acting theater. Well, I yeah, guess it's theater. acting still. But yeah, yeah she has a, she drama. has a. Yeah, she has a background in uh, theater, acting, 
drama, all that good stuff. And it shows. Um, she's got a lot of great YouTube content. Um, she's amazing when it comes to the production of said videos that are on her YouTube page. Um, really good. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she's just doing it all right now. Um, and we've been, you know, we've been blessed to come across her page because we're also trying to venture into the YouTube platform and give you guys more visuals, more, you know, as to go along with all this audio that we're giving you. And she has a video that really stood out to me. Um, it's basically about, you know, getting on camera and getting comfortable with being on camera. And one of the main things, I'm not going to run down the list of everything she talked about, but I'm going to talk about one of the main things that stood out to me is recording yourself doing day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, record yourself folding clothes. Record yourself watching television. Record yourself having a conversation with someone record yourself doing anything that you do day to day. You want to look out for your facial expressions. You want to look out for, you know, how comfortable you are doing what it, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and it's really given me a lot of tips on what I can do starting out once we get, um, you know, once we get these video, more of these videos flowing. And I just wanted to give her some flowers because I think she's doing an excellent job. Um, with her YouTube content, and you guys should definitely check her out. Her name is Tiffany Bird Harrison. Bird is spelled B Y R D. Shout out to her. Um, one thing that I will say, or I, I guess I'd have to ask first, because yeah, I think you did a wonderful job with that. Is okay. So you answered the question as to why you were intrigued with the video uh-huh. and what you got out of it. Uh-huh. I guess to a degree. Have you tried any of this? Actually, I have. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Please, please so, elaborate. Last couple times, I because you know the content I'm trying to bring forth is my little fishing expeditions. Um, yes. And the last couple of times I went fishing, I just kind of I let I, I kind of sat the phone in a place where it could see me, and I didn't knock it over into the water. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very important. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I just watched myself fish. And there were points where I decided to, you know, just speak into the camera. Cause I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I noticed about myself is the fact that I can get, I can get very excited. Um, <laughs> and when I get excited, you know, I don't know. I kind of think it's corny. Right, right, like, you know, okay, you look like a, you look like a little cornball, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but the word corny, I think it means, it, 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 it means different things to different people. That's for sure. Um, and when I think of corny, I just think of this awkward, you know, oh, look at this nigga, ah, look at this nigga here, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but quite honestly, corniness has been kind of the building blocks for a lot of shit that has come to light in this world. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that I, I took from the video is not all this stuff actually needs to be corrected. If you can take what you do and just make it work for you, Mm -hmm then it's, it won't necessarily, it, maybe it's corny, 
but maybe people will still like it, you know? Well, yeah, I'm not, see, you know me, I'm not really interested in, like, whether something's, like, <sighs> these labels of corny and cool and shit. I told you when we started doing this podcast, the last thing that I ever wanted to do was try to be cool. Uh-huh. Like, that shit is whack to me. If anything, that's corny. Uh-huh. Trying to be cool is corny to me. So when we get on here and I've told countless what would be seemingly humiliating stories about myself, whether it be me selling, trying to sell windshields down in Florida and make a living doing that Uh or me, you know, being licked by a dog in my asshole while I'm having sex with a woman or whatever, you know, and everything in between. No pun intended. yeah, exactly. No pun intended. I, 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 <laughs> and good one. everything good. in between. Nice, nice. I, I've wanted to be able to put things out there so people just have a scope on what a human being is. A yeah. human being is you got. Yeah, you got to take everything. The entire scope of what a being is. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to show or portray. That I'm some hyper cool being. And that's the same thing I was just talking about with Shiffy's music. Yeah. Like, he's just like who I am. Like, this is what it is. I hope you like this music. And in the video, because I did watch Tiffany Bird Harrison's video mm-hmm. that you're speaking of. One of the other key things that she talked about was being you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she spoke about that. So that whole corny, whatever that there's a demographic for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 even more so and even more impactful than that statement is the fact that people like real people love yeah. real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can give to them authenticity, they're going people are going to be drawn to that. And that's just that's human nature. People human nature is to be drawn to nature, to natural things. Uh-huh. That's 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 what it is. So when you when you get down to that genuine component about yourself or components of yourself and you can exude that through again whatever medium of art that you choose people are gonna people are gonna come to that so whether you're corny or you're you're cool or you're cool through your corniness (laughs) you know what i mean whatever it is people are gonna people are gonna be with that so go ahead and have your little i'm sure i i think i know exactly what you're talking about you probably have like a very like giddyish kid face on <laughs> when you get excited like I, I think i already know what face you're talking about um but yeah no that's cool like being well, a nerd being a nerd is cool that, that's and but that's when like it really clicked to me i'm just sitting over here and i'm just i'm worried about the corniness but i'm just <laughs> like well you know if you if you're actually listening to what she said in the video like take that for what it is and make it work for you like, yes. you know, it is what it is. And I think that's one of the things, um, you know, I, you know, I'm tooting our I'm tooting our horn here. I think that's one of the things that makes this podcast great. We lay our lives on the line. For this <laughs> pod- like we put, we put ourselves out there for certain degrees of embarrassment or, yeah. you know, like we put ourselves out there. But I think that's mm-hmm. what people really enjoy about this podcast, because like they've really gotten to know us through this podcast. It's really yes. amazing. Yeah, no, that's 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 for sure. I got you. <laughs> it's so interesting because I'm starting to have conversations with people in which, you know, it's a very unilateral sort of 
uh, a unilateral track of information. And when I say that, I mean, I know next to nothing about some of these people that I'm talking to, uh-huh. but they know so much about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just a very interesting, that's a very interesting way to s- initiate conversations with people. Uh-huh. It, yeah. It's just, it's just very, it's, it's mind blowing. It's just like, Oh, remember that time that you did that thing? And I was just like, Holy shit. Like, Oh, I forgot. I, I didn't, I forgot. I talked about that. Like, that's weird that you know about this about my life. You know what I mean? It's just very interesting, but we do, but we do put it out there. And, and you're right. I do think that that is something that has quite a draw. Yeah. And you know, and nobody's trying to be cool about it. We're not over here trying to portray that we live these just crazy, you know, lives full of, you know, infinite amounts of abundance. And like, we're not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, it, we're, be, it, we're it, being, it, it, we're being the best us that we can be. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and when you talk about us putting ourselves out there and being vulnerable and allowing people to critique everything that we have to say, because we're out here, like you said, we're, I mean, we're exposing so much of who we are and what we think about things and how we feel about, but you know, about what else? a lot of things about deep things about, you know, getting deeply into very maybe superficial ideas, but we're, yeah, we're laying it all out there. You know, what's really cool though, as we, mm. as we, kind of put ourselves out there. I think that a lot of the listeners um, end up realizing a lot of things about themselves you yes. know, through us. Um, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we, what, we're having mm-hmm. the convert, we're having conversations um, that a lot of people have and don't have a yeah. lot of just regular people, a lot of day to day shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what people look for in story. Yeah. Whether it be through, you know, movies or books or whatever it is, people find themselves in characters and yeah. things like that. You know what I mean? So you can't help but compare and contrast what you have going on, you know, through your experience with the experiences of, of the people that you're listening to, especially if you're listening, you know, weekly to us and having these hour and a half to two hour long conversations like you, yeah. you have to. Yeah, you have to be doing that. But again, speaking on that, that heavy critique and how we throw ourselves out there for it. I think that we should move along to the other conversation that you and Antoinette had recently. Yeah. Please take it away, sir. So we spoke about cancel culture. This is probably like last week. Bum, bum, bum. Um, we, we were talking about cancel culture and I was telling her that I just feel like, you know, cancel culture I don't want to say it's become profitable, but it has become cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's become clout worthy. I think it has become a thing that I want to call a lot of people's bluff on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're out. I don't think that everybody that's out here saying that they're going to cancel this and cancel that is actually canceling it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's just cool to say. I think that a lot of people aren't actually following through with what they're saying because they they voice their opinions in a way like this. They're like, oh, y'all ain't doing this yet or y'all not on this or y'all still listening to Kanye West. Like, <laughs> couldn't be me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that shit is whack. I think that I think that if you're going to cancel somebody, then cancel it. You don't have to tell us. Why the fuck are right. you? Why are you on here trying to shame us? Because because we still throw on, you know, some some Kanye or, you know, whatever. Like, why are you like 
if you're really about that shit, like, why do you have to put it on display? Yes. You know? Okay. That, I don't know. That and, was, huh? Go ahead. No, go, and, ahead, go and, ahead. And, but, but I think you and her had further the conversation. I mean, she, but I guess to some degree, maybe she felt the same way. Um, or? yeah, we kind of agreed on, we, we kind of, I think we kind of agreed on it for the most part, but she, I think she was kind of a little bit on the other side of the fence. Um, thinking that, you know, she thinks that people do cancel, you know, that she thinks that people do, um, kind of go out and cancel, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Okay. I, I think there was, there were certain things about it that we agreed with. I, I, I can't remember the entire conversation in its entirety. That's why I'm not giving as much info on her side of it, but I know that there were some things that we agreed on and there were some things that we didn't agree on. Um, but I don't I don't I don't think she necessarily agreed when I say that, you know, I don't think everybody is out here doing it. She definitely she was like, no, I think that a lot of people are. Um, I wish uh, I'm sorry, Antoinette. I can't remember your piece of the argument. It's <laughs> killing me right now. But, um, um, but yeah, it was a very um, it was a very thoughtful conversation. And I, and I brought it to you because I thought it would be something interesting to, to speak about. Well, well, one. Let me let me commend you all for having an adult conversation about this. Uh, also commend you for having a thoughtful conversation about it, because when it comes to whatever sort of ideas that people are throwing around on social media, social media is because when I talk to people. And I talk to them about their relationship with social media. I usually get because this makes people feel better about things. Oh, well, I only use it to just keep up with what's going on. Understand that you don't need social media necessarily to keep up with what's going on in the world Two, because there are like news outlets. And I don't necessarily mean like, like turning like actually turning on the TV and going to Fox five. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like you, if you have a phone, you, you can get to like news articles. There's like news apps and things like that. And you can subscribe to whatever news you want. National geographic and Vogue and, in health and whatever it is, the things that interest you, the things that probably deserve real estate in your mind. Now you can get to those things. That's one thing. Two, if you want to use, you know, Twitter and all these sorts of things as a news platform, which is completely fine, by the way, you don't have to engage in the fuckery. Like you don't, you don't have to have two to three hour arguments with people online that truly don't give a fuck what they're saying, what you're saying. They're just trolling you and just taking, they're just taking time. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're just taking time out of your life. You know what I mean? And just making you upset. And on the other end, they're just laughing at you because you're just taking the bait because they have nothing better to do. Um, so that's, that's one thing. So, for me, when it comes to cancel culture, I think that one, the fact that it's a culture is, is that I think that's what's kind of weird about it. Yeah, really? Because, because <laughs> it's because you're saying if you want to cancel someone, I guess we sort of come from a time where if you don't want to do something or take part in something, then you just don't do it. Right. <laughs> you just don't you don't turn it on. You just change the channel. Right. You don't have to try to seem cool because you're doing it. Like Right. Right. So so there's there's trying to lead a mutiny against someone. <laughs> yeah. Or something, and then there's canceling it out of your life. So that's why cancel culture to me is interesting. 
Um, yeah, like you know, are you gonna write a are you gonna write a petition? Like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah, you, like how far how far <laughs> are you willing to go to make sure that this thing is way like wiped off the face of the earth? <laughs> or are you just going to shame people when they don't agree with you? Right, you know. <laughs> Right. So, and 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 what are you still promoting that maybe should be canceled? <laughs> yeah. So, so this is so this is these are a couple questions I would want for for people to ask themselves before we before I really get into this because I'm going to say some things and I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to try to take my time because some of these things that I'm going to say are definitely going to be um adverse for a lot of people's opinions on certain things. So I'm going to try to take it step by step so people understand exactly what it is that I'm saying. One, I would like to start by defining a word as a lot of times I do, because I don't think that people think about words enough. So I'm going to define the word integrity for a second. (laughs) Integrity. Now, adherence or the following of to moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character, honesty. Okay. So allow that to sit in for a second. Mm -hmm. Adherence to moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character. I think that life gets much easier for us to navigate If we spend time with ourselves, which I know a lot of people don't like to do, but spend time with ourselves and question ourselves, give ourselves the most intense and excruciatingly painstaking critique of ourselves in what we do and why we do it what our morals and principles are. What does integrity mean to us? Because if we're reading from the definition, it means, again, standing by our morals and our ethical principles. So before you can figure out if if integrity is integral to the things that you do on a daily basis, you have to figure out what your specific moral principles and ethics are. So if you figure those things out, then when opportunities or instances come in life where you have to choose a side or stand for something, you've already made the decision before. Like you don't have to make a decision because you're like, oh no, this goes against what I believe in my heart. This goes against my convictions here. Right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about cancel culture, a lot of the times people again they use ideas like canceling things when it's convenient for them. Let's talk about this. There are many things that go into cancel culture. You're talking about separating the artist from the music or, again, the brand from the product. Yeah. I don't think that that is an absolute maxim. When I say that, what I mean is there are caveats to that. They cannot be taking taken on that alone because If that were the case, then that would mean that the impact that whatever brand or musician or artist it is you're talking about has nothing to do with whether you're willing to cancel them or not. Uh And we know that that's not the case. If Kanye comes out tomorrow and says some some more wild shit about how, you know, 
Harriet Tubman ain't shit or, you know, slavery is a choice or whatever the fuck he's talking about. There are a lot of people that aren't willing to cancel him. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. What I'm willing, what I'm saying is people will make justifications because of the impact that he has had in their lives and in just like music and fashion and pop culture in general over the years. Now, if you're listening to an artist that is, shall we say, from around the crib in your local city and they come across and they just start saying a bunch of shit, you'll be a lot less likely to continue to support them. Yeah. So we have impact. I'm just I'm just what, what I'm doing right now is I'm showing just how subjective and arbitrary this statement of, you know, um, secluding the art. And the person really is. It's not just something that just holds. Now, again, we have R. Kelly, who came out and did all that atrocious shit that he did. Mm-hmm. And you have certain people that say, well, I can't listen to him because I can't support these things. That's somebody that is thinking about their integrity and the things that they stand for. And since that man stands for things that they don't stand for. On a on a very fundamental level, they cannot promote that thing. Then there are people that say, well, listen, as long as I don't listen to songs that have to do with romance by R. Kelly, then I'll listen to those. I'll listen to I can believe I can fly. Uh, that's, kind because, of a, yeah, that's kind of a slippery it's debatable. Slope. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've heard I've heard the point. That's interesting. I've heard the point. I've never like, heard anyone say that before. That is very interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um. Then, or then you have. Um, I mean, it's I again. It's it's just it's such like everything is you know that I I bring to us on this platform is just a spectrum. So I think that it's interesting, and I think that it's something that people should ask themselves: What does integrity mean to me? When am I going to choose to stand for these things? that make up my integrity? Am I going to choose to stand by them all the time or just some of the time? (laughs) If I'm going to stand by them some of the time, is that an issue? (laughs) Is Is it an issue that I don't know what makes up my integrity? If I do feel like I know what makes up, like what the makeup of my integrity and my dignity is, then could there possibly be ways in which I'm living that don't add up to that, that do not hold up my seeming integrity? What ways could I be more virtuous in life? Like, but these are things that take just like the must, the utmost honesty, right? It's like cutthroat honesty with yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? In order to have these moments, these moments of that's, sheer introspection, that's typically the hardest time to be honest is when it's with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you don't want because you don't want to look in the mirror and say that, you know, you're lesser than you think you are. But damn, you, I'm a piece of shit. Right. You, know? like you don't you don't want to do that, but you you got to do that. Yeah. You you have to think that you could be wrong in instances and that you can be better. Because if you don't, then that means that you feel like you're at your peak and that you can't get better. And yeah. that sucks. Yeah. 
That sucks because like what age are we talking? Like who are you that where you feel like you're the best that you could possibly be in life? Yeah. That's gotta suck. Yeah. To the feeling that you can't, you cannot ascend any further. Like you're done with all your learning and maturing and like really? Like you, you can't feel that way. So for me, when it comes to canceling things personally, I, I just canceled something a few weeks ago and I'm actually going to talk about it. The reason I'm going to talk about it is because you you just alluded to, well, you don't have to tell us. You don't need to go and tell people that you canceled something. Just turn it off. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you about a moment that I canceled something because I want people to understand why I canceled it and how I feel about the cancellation of it and the possible reinvigoration of it later on. Possible. Right. The rebirth of it. Mm -hmm. So for me. I can interpret something incorrectly. Why? Because I'm a human being. (laughs) People who rarely ever think, Okay, well, I just I just made my mind up about this thing. How could I be wrong? And if I don't think that I'm wrong through a, a proper analysis of things. And I continue to maybe say cancel this thing. If there is information in the future that could prove me to have been wrong, will I then redact my cancellation? Like, can I recede? Can I correct myself? Or am I going to be too proud to say I was wrong and just continue to live in ignorance? Right. So this is why. So let me go ahead. Because I was thinking about coming up with fake names for all of this. And I was like, no, like for what? Like, I'm just going to talk about it because, again, I am saying that I could very well be wrong in my interpretation, but I'm going to lay it out so people understand why I have the interpretation that I do. The Joe Budden podcast. This is something that I've been listening to for a, a while now. Over, you know, over 100 or so episodes I've probably listened to. Over 150 episodes I've probably listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, rapper, if you all don't know, or ex-rapper. His oh, friend Maul. Yeah, exactly. His friend Maul. Uh, Rory and Parks. Maul is black. Rory and Parks are white. That matters in this. Hold on to these pieces of information. Recently... Joe Budden decided to in his in his people decided to leave Spotify. Business dealings went sour. They decided we're getting the fuck out of this contract. We're not renewing. We're leaving. We're out of here. So a lot of people that listen to podcasts or listen, you know, or know about Spotify, whatever, they may have heard rumblings of this. They left. A lot of people. Came out talking crazy shit about Joe Budden, saying he's the worst businessman. Like he has no idea what he's doing. He asked for too much money. He's this. He's that. Whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that that is right or that is wrong. Let me advance the conversation. Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club now comes into the picture. He says some things that would seem like they're sliding Joe Budden as like I don't know what he's doing. He'd be like he's the common denominator. He's always burning bridges when it comes to these. These different platforms that he's been by. Right. And he's worked for. Uh Joe Budden did not like that. 
I'm just giving the bare facts so we can get through this. Joe Budden did not like that from Charlemagne to God. Talked about tearing down another black king. Why would you do that in this time, in this age, when we need to be upholding each other, blah, blah, blah. And then, ironically, comes around and starts talking shit about Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, there is a man called Andrew Schultz. He is a comedian. He does a podcast with Charlemagne the, God, Charlemagne the God called Brilliant Idiots. He also spoke out about Joe Budden and spoke poorly about Joe Budden's business acumen and probably about in the same light that Charlemagne the God did. Now, let me pause it here for a second. I am not one for the idea that if you are not of a certain demographic, you cannot speak your ideas or opinions about said demographic. Mm. This is going to get deep. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm putting myself out there for people to critique. This is what we do here. Now, the reason I say that is because I've had those experiences. I remember maybe a week after the George Floyd killing, you know, rough time for everyone, very emotional. And I tried to just have a normal conversation with a white woman. We were acquaintances at the time. I sent a text. I said, hey, how are you doing? The text that I received back was something along the lines of, well, you know, just out here, just trying to just trying to elevate the voice of the black person in America. You know, what I mean, as best as I can. Um, I understand reiterated that in five different ways. I understand that my opinion doesn't matter at all. It's nothing about me or my people. It's just about getting the black voice out there and seeing what I can do to, you know, help the black people. And it was, it was, it was cringe for me. Uh -huh. It was awkward. And I also felt like it was quite unnecessary. It then didn't answer the question. And it didn't answer the question really. <laughs> so this woman's telling me that her opinion doesn't matter and that the opinions of her people doesn't matter. Um, because she's being told by other people that your opinion doesn't matter. You don't speak out on this topic because you're not of this class. You're not of this skin color. You don't understand anything. You're not from the inside, meaning you have no insight. So shut your mouth. This is where this is where it gets weird for me. If the objective one is equality for all people, then to tell people that they need to shut up because of their skin color sounds like oppression, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite the opposite of equality. So that doesn't necessarily help, right? Right. Um, yeah, at least in my mind, that doesn't seem like it helps. But not only that, but if we're really to achieve change in things, then we need everyone. 
that's the only way that real change occurs is you you want change for everybody yeah, not gotta, just gotta, not gotta, just somebody you got to fight the same battle here exactly um an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere martin luther king okay so so f- we need as much brain power as we can get you can't say that someone white shouldn't have an opinion or shouldn't speak on their opinions if they're not black in certain instances, but then say that, oh, we value your opinion if you're out at this protest with us. Because I saw many people of many different shades of color out at protests this year. Yeah. So their opinion matters, but not the opinions of white people if you weren't at the protest. If you have some adverse sort of idea towards what it is my conviction is so that just doesn't fly with me it's just, it doesn't it doesn't read well it doesn't quite make sense yeah right and I, that's all i'm trying to do is make sense of things so we need the ideas of everyone we need the brain power of everyone now if someone says some dumb shit then that just kind of comes with the game you got to chalk that up to the game and then you justly process whether you should be taking their words and doing something with them. If you should be implementing them into your daily life or your practices or not. And that's fine. If they're just saying things and they're a distraction, then they're a distraction and they can just be a part of the fog, but that fog doesn't have to be within your airspace. That's fine. So that's why I don't like the idea of if you're not of this demographic, you cannot speak on it because Without speaking, which is the only way we communicate as human beings, without communication, there is a misunderstanding (laughs) where misunderstanding comes. There is confusion, clearly, where there is confusion. There is hatred. (laughs) With hatred comes all the other shit that we're trying to get rid of the war, the racism, you know what I mean? The bigotry. All of that sort of stuff. So we have to communicate. We have to communicate. We can't just tell other people that you need to shut up because you look like this. That's not helping the situation. I promise it's not. So getting back to the story. Andrew Schultz says what he says about Joe Budden and his business acumen, why he shouldn't have made whatever decision he made when it came to the Spotify deal. Joe Budden goes on his platform and remind you, there are two co-hosts on this show that are white, Rory and Parks. I named them before. Stay with me. He says, who the fuck is this dude to be talking about what I'm doing? This white boy that rode the back of a black king to where he is in reference to Charlemagne the God. Saying that he would be nowhere without Charlemagne. Right. You're white. Shut up. (laughs) Well, that's barbaric. (laughs) You you can't speak on what the fuck I do because you're fucking white. (laughs) What's that got to do with your business acumen, Joe? Keon. Egg fucking exactly. The only thing I could come up with was that Joe Budden is dealing with things in business that white folk don't have to deal with because he's a black man. Mm. And even if that be the case, 
that still does not nullify any of the points that I just made prior to this as to why everyone shouldn't be able to have an opinion and voice it. (laughs) Because you're still, you still could be missing good points on the other end. Like it, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't matter. And and if that's the case, if he can't speak on your business acumen because because you're black, then that means that that white people cannot speak or anybody outside of any demographic cannot speak on anything that anybody does in another demographic, because that means that, you would be speaking on the black experience or whatever said demographic is experience with that specific thing. So he couldn't be able to speak on Joe Budden in his business acumen or the way that he raises his child because that's well, no, you can't speak on black people parenting because this is the black experience. You don't know about the black experience raising children. It could be talking about health. Oh, I think that, you know, they should probably cut out some sugars, you know, diabetes, high heart, you know, heart risk, blah, blah, blah. No, you can't speak on that. You're white. You don't understand about black health, black nutrition, the black experience through this. So you're shutting out mad conversation and it's completely nonsensical to just to just attach on the fact that I'm black. So now you can't speak about it because you don't understand what a black person has to do or go through within any given realm you would possibly like to speak on right right like it's 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 nonsensical so he says that and he has two of his best friends sitting there two white gentlemen that can't say anything and and joe even says well oh, is there anything you guys would like to say and rory's like you know rory said oh no i don't i can't speak on this i'm white like there's nothing for me to say here and that's what i don't like like that, I just saw someone sort of beaten into submission. Like that is oppression at its finest because, yeah. because, because here's yeah. this. Because now, and this is going to get even deeper because now they feel as though they can't say anything. They might, they might think something wrong. They might think that maybe Joe's off his rock or just maybe they saw it the same way I did, but they can't say anything because if they do, now what? Now yeah, they come they- off <laughs> exactly as the white dude that's speaking up against what this black man is saying. And then I feel like they also, they probably feel like they have to tiptoe around these types of situations. Um, you know, because it's like, if we're going to do, if we're going to say that you're white, you can't talk about the black experience. I mean, it's the Joe button. It's the Joe button podcast. He's, yes. you know, he's the main draw to the podcast. And you got these mm-hmm. two white guys sitting over here. that feel like mm-hmm. they're just left out of a lot of conversation, but they're part of the podcast. They need to be in on this. Right. You know? So, right. So, so, yeah. And so the point that, that really, really gets me, and this is going to drive it home, is the fact that, and this is why the cancellation came. I, I see Joe Budden as a pretty intelligent person. The way that he speaks, the way that his mind works, the way he's able to put stuff together. He seems pretty intelligent. Which leads me to believe that because he was going through something personally and he didn't like the way that he was being spoken to or about Uh from certain people, he used the black plight as his shield. Mm. There's been a lot that has gone on in the year 2020, and he knows, as we all know, how people feel. What the terrain out there is like, what what the vibe, what the aura is. People people are feeling, I mean, the emotions are running high and rampant out here. 
he knows that anger and sadness and despair and horror is pervasive in a lot of people's mental, in their psyche, in their soul, in their heart right now. And so for him to take the way people feel right now, especially when it comes to these social, these these sociological sort of issues we're talking about. You bring these up and then you create an enemy because you have now manipulated this idea into something that it is not, that it is not applicable to. So, of course, you're going to have people behind you that support you because you used the black card as as your hand here. And that is divisive. And I, for one, do not promote, nor will I ever get down with using people's people, people at their lowest of emotions, their less virtuous selves. Right. In order to get across my point or to help me in my personal endeavors or to try to banish someone that is completely a combatant of mine. I'm not going to do that. That is extremely irresponsible. I think it's gross. I think it's nasty that he would that he would do that. And I think that he knows that he did it. Again, this is my interpretation of what happened. So that is why I canceled him. That's why I no longer listen to his stuff. I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. I'm not checking for him. I don't know what he's up to right now. Um, and again, as I know that my interpretation of things could be skewed, also, why I'm not well, one of the reasons as to why I'm not running around telling other people that they need to cancel him. <laughs> one of the many reasons. There are many more, but that's one of them. Um, yeah, and so and so that's sort of my idea on that. I felt like that was that was insane. So I was like, no, I'm not I'm like that goes against like that. I would not be boistering my integrity by continuing to promote this thing. And there has to be sacrifice. I don't understand why. People can't sacrifice things in order to live a more virtuous life. So I, I, I can, I can sacrifice a podcast. <laughs> I can, I can sacrifice some albums yeah. from an artist. Yeah. I can, I can leave these things behind to, to have a smile on at night when I go to sleep right. and smile on when I wake up in the morning, knowing that, knowing that I chose to be a better version of myself and holding myself to certain standards. Even if other people don't know, it's not about that. It's about me knowing. It's about the way that I view myself. It's about self-esteem. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, that's that was that's what I canceled. That I don't. The whole cancel culture in itself is um, it's certainly silly to me. <laughs> um, as I, I guess I, I've you know expo- yeah, it, exposed. It'll probably but, yeah that's. Out. But yeah, that's 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 where I stand on on all of that. Yeah, I just think I just think it's it's kind of a fad, um, and I think it'll I think it'll phase itself out. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. I do believe everyone is entitled 
to their opinion and what you decide to do with that information or whether you decide to believe it is on you because um, you have to make those decisions at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I appreciate yeah, you yeah, bringing yeah, forth yeah, yeah. A, uh, a another great perspective on something that I'm sure a lot of people aren't, you know, thinking of it in that way. Well, thank you, sir. I, 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 you know what I mean? I, I, I tried. You know, I, I thought about it and it was the it was honestly it's so funny because when I as soon as I saw it, it probably all happened within 30 seconds. But as soon as it happened, I stopped the video and I, I closed my laptop. I was like, no, I was like, I don't I was like, I don't want to. I was like, I don't want to take part in this. Like, that was an extremely divisive thing to do. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why? Like, why would you take something very serious that people are truly going for and like people are really trying to use to fight for in um, pretty much to to better you know the the quality of life for all of us really, you know what I mean that's what that's what the ideas behind this movement really are that we're speaking on yeah so inherently at least so so for you to like take that and then try to use it for your own personal gain so that you could vanquish this enemy of yours. And have people look at him as though he's crazy because he happened to say something about a black person it, like that had nothing to do with him being black or not. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right. I just I just felt like, yeah, I just felt like that was that was very cheap and irresponsible of him, especially with his platform and his voice and his and his keenness. I was like, wow, that is like, nah, that's gross. I'm not fucking with this. Right. So so that so that was that was me. That was the way I felt about that. But um. But but let's go ahead and wind down. Let's let's not be as serious, even though I do have some serious sort of views on this. We talked last week, I believe, or maybe maybe a few weeks, on certain things that we've watched. You watch a little bit more than I do on like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all this sort of stuff. Right. But but I said that I was gonna watch something that you recommended me. I did not, but then I did watch something. And lo and behold, you also saw that thing not once but twice. Right. So we should so we should speak on we should speak on that. It is um huh? go for it. I was gonna say it's spooky season. Um and mm. we're about to talk we're about to talk about um a movie it is a horror film that is on Netflix right now that is really fucking cool. It's called it's Spooky Season, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Ritual. Um, yes. It's ba- I'm just going to give a, a small kind of you know, synopsis here. Um, it's based on these friends that go into the woods. One of their one of their uh, one of their friends gets killed and they decide to go and um, go take a basically a hiking trip in his honor. And, you know, in Sweden, in Sweden, in I Sweden. Believe. Yeah, I think it was Sweden. Mm-hmm. And of course, they decide, <laughs> oh, let's take a shortcut. You know, that never goes right. Well, so, hold on a second, because because this is what because I can't we can't gloss over this. And I'll what? tell you why, because last week we talked about horror movies, a lot of horror movies being terrible and reasons as to why they are. Uh-huh. And I we have to give props to this because they didn't just say, well, let's take a shortcut. One of them twisted his fucking ankle. Right, 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 right. Or 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 his fucking knee or like it was like a, I forgot what it was. I think it was like at the knee. Like he yeah, just twisted I think it was something. A knee. I think it was a knee. And then and then he said, "Well, listen. We have like 14 hours to hike back if we t- you know, back to town if we take the way that we came." Yeah. But if we take this shortcut, we can be there by the end of the night, which is only like a few hours out. Uh-huh. 
So that's so it's it's sort of like okay, well, let's take the shortcut then. Like yeah. let's go ahead. The short now the shortcut is off path, and it's in the woods. <laughs> Where all of this other hiking has been out in like the beautiful mountainous plains area, yeah, where you can just see everything around you. <laughs> but you know, let's go ahead and take these woods. It's fine. Like we got a compass. We got this dude named Hutch, <laughs> and he's and he he seems like he knows how to get around and navigate easily. But I mean, when you got a dude named Hutch with you, <laughs> it don't get it don't get too much manlier than Hutch. Like you got this nigga may as well be Paul Bunyan. That's what I'm. That's what I, you got. Paul Bunyan, Thor, and Hutch. Like you don't get too much manlier than those type of names. So you know, Hutch being the, the dude, you know, he was the leader. He was like, "Yeah, we're gonna take. We're gonna get right on through here." So now continue. So what? So basically, what I was saying is that I feel like in scary movies, when people decide to take a shortcut, no matter what the reason is, it doesn't normally go the way they wanted it to go. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so upon entering the woods, one of the very first things they see is a bear that has been impaled in a tree <laughs> with its guts cut out. How did that get there? They ask. And one of the ver- one of the very first responses is, Oh, it must have been another bear. So what you're saying what you're saying to me Wait, no, is- no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, we have to do it justice. Because okay. it wasn't a bear, it was an elk. Oh, I thought it was a bear. No, no, no. It was an elk. And what they said was, oh, it must have been a bear that did this. Okay. Okay. And well, then and then, and then, they were like, well, do bears do this? Right. Right. Exactly. So regardless of what it was in the tree, no other animal tossed this elk into the tree to be impaled by a branch and then cut it, it split, open. Split in half. Yeah. Like... So I don't know why they thought that that was the right thing to do. Because I'm trying to tell you, if that was me, I would have I would have exited the woods, straight up. Yeah, straight nah, up. that's yeah. They, like it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to be a zoologist. You don't have to know anything about anything to understand. Like if you're an adult, yeah, you know <laughs> you've never heard of anything like this in your entire life. Hell no. You you know that no large animals get impaled into you know, broken tree branches and then split in half like a specimen inside of a fucking biology lab. Right. Like with their guts spilled out on the floor. Like there's nothing that does that. So why are you still talking about let's go through the woods? Which one of them did say, hey, by the way, my old scout master, fucking guy, counselor used to say, if a short, if, (laughs) if a shortcut was a shortcut, like it, it would be called a route. (laughs) <laughs> like you're we're like we're not taking a shortcut like if, if people knew that this was a shortcut it would be called a route on right. the map by right, the way right. <laughs> you know what i mean so so again like some of the the acting was great because you had this strapping young man hutch that was like nah we're gonna get through there i got the compass we're good to go yeah you have that annoying ass fucking dude i forgot what his name was but that annoying dude that's going to dismiss everything that's taking place. And just bitch. He was bitching the whole time. Oh, my gosh. And you're going to have that person. If you have four or five people, there's going to be someone that's bitching about everything and disregarding everything weird or crazy or right. abnormal that takes place. Right. And, and, I, and by the way, I understand that person because for you, if you're going through some wild shit in, in the woods, like these, these unknown woods with your friends, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there's some supernatural shit that starts happening. 
there's at least going to be one or two people that don't want, they're going to negate everything that's going on. They don't want to think about it logically because to think about it logically now means that you have to discard everything that you've ever known about life. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You have to discard everything that you ever thought reality was. And now you have to rethink all these things while at the same time try to accomplish your objective, which would be get the fuck out of here. Right. So I so I understand not wanting to get to that point. Because then you're just gonna go crazy. Yeah, because now <laughs> you, know you what I mean? now you're qu- you, like you said you're questioning everything. Well, well, damn, was it aliens? Was it was it this? Was it that? <laughs> yeah, and if and if and if and if aliens do exist or whatever the fuck this thing does exist, then then what does that mean for the life that we have been living? What does it mean for the life that I'm going to continue to live once I get out of here? If Is, I get out of here, am I going? Am I going to get out of here? Am I going to get out of here? <laughs> like this this changes everything about the makeup of reality for, right. for, to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I could see somebody not wanting to try to confront those things. Um, but okay, so then it, it goes on. They they get to this fucking. This what is it? There's a hut, not a hut, a, a log cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they have ho- to take refuge. Well, this is. Oh, okay. No, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. 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 So they have to take refuge. Um, they get in there, and once they get in there, they sort of understand. Okay, we probably shouldn't be in here because we just broke into someone's log cabin. But right. it's the lesser of two evils because it's right. raining outside. Right. And then upstairs, they find this fucking straw. I don't know, this this straw being. These these people have strawn together, have strewn together a bunch of straw and some fucking wood that look like antler hands. And it looks like a place where people would go to pray. Yeah. It looks like yeah, like that's what it looks like. Um that shit was eerie. That's yep. scary. That's weird to just walk into a a dark log cabin and just see, you know. Some something that clearly is presented as a deity yes. to the to whomever lives there. Yes. Okay. The night comes. They all they, have terrible dreams. <laughs> the worst of dreams, like horrific. Everybody, one person is in the middle or in the corner of the room. He's pissed himself. He's shaken. Yep. The other person over here is. His eyes are rolled in the back of his head. He's screaming his wife's name. The other person they find upstairs butt naked praying to this fucking straw being that yep. they met up there. It, it fucking insane. And then, I mean, one of the more main characters, I forget his name, but this guy has like five holes punctured in his chest. Luke. Luke. <laughs> yes. Yes. Luke woke up with five punctures in his chest, blood streaming out of them. Yeah. Um... We don't have to get in the nitty gritty of everything that happened in this movie just in yeah. case people would like to go see it and figure out what goes on. Because, I mean, it's been out for two years. Yeah. People have had their chance. Yeah. But definitely go and look at it again. It is spooky season. Weird movie. Um, How do you feel about survivor's guilt? Because this man, Luke, has survived not once but twice when a loved one or loved ones of his had passed in instances where he feel like he should have probably also died. And that's something that's an underlying tone in the entire movie. Like he's going through this guilt and he doesn't even know that there's also some guilt for him to be met from on the exterior as well. Right. I think it really just depends on the situation, man. Like in, in, in the initial situation in the beginning, I'm not going to talk about what happened. 
because uh, I don't want to, you know, we don't want to give too much detail. But um, I don't, I mean, there, I don't really think there was a lot that he could have done about that, you know? I think yeah. that the people on the opposite end of things definitely had the upper hand. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, the weapons that they had. Yes. Um, and I also think that, quite honestly, his friend, um, you know, that met his ultimate demise, like, bro, the shit they were asking you for, you can replace that. You can, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you cannot replace your life. Yeah. You can replace those things that they were asking you for. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's a thousand percent. So it's yeah, like, this, yeah, I it's get like, that. did that really have to happen? Because that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to analyze everything that happened. One, yes. we're in this store. They're asking you for a bunch of shit. Like, they didn't ask you for your left toe. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like they didn't ask right. you for a leg, my nigga. Like, so, so, so one, you have to think about just the fault of the criminals. Yeah, that too. Like, <laughs> we, we right. didn't do the bad thing here. Yeah. The criminals did the bad thing. One of yeah. us was killed. Yeah. Am I going to be very sad about what happened? Absolutely. Yeah. But am I going to feel like, oh, I should have just jumped out there and, you know what I'm saying? And, and tried and, and tried and tried to save him, even though I had really nothing more than that person had. Right. I had I had no advantages. Right. Either. Right. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have. And, a, it, and it probably would have resulted in both of us dying. Exactly. So yeah. I couldn't have I, I couldn't have felt bad about that. I would have been very sad about it. I would have mm. maybe had dreams about it because I witnessed it happen. But mm. I'm, I, I don't know that I would have felt guilty like I should have died, too. I don't think I would have felt that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel you. You know, if I had a pistol on me and I didn't use it. Then, oh, that would be. Yeah, then, no, that's. Then, yeah. maybe, <laughs> then maybe, yes, I would have I would have had some guilt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I'd have got up and started popping. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going, I, yeah, I'm going straight for kneecaps. At, oh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not necessarily yeah. Like when, when it comes to people talking about certain hypothetical instances, you know, where they're being wronged or their families being, you know, chased after or put in harm's way in any sort of way, shape, form, or fashion. I still am not the person to be like, oh, I'm I'm busting heads open. I'm slit. I'm, I'm slitting throats. I'm about to ah, like, like I, no, like I would still try my best to not be the person to have to take someone off this planet. Right. You know what I mean? As best as I could. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm but I'm definitely taking kneecaps and Achilles tendons out <laughs> like I got aim or something. But I'm trying like I'm definitely going to try. Like, right, that's for certain. Right. Yeah, that's for certain. Um. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have had too much, too much guilt in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just sort of wondering. I know that you know there, there are multiple ways in which people can go through survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, I sort of think about since we talked about music earlier, Jay Z have talked about being the person to get out of the hood. Uh huh. And you know, seeing all your friends go to jail or become drug addicts or you know die at the hands of somebody that they got an issue with or something uh-huh. like that. You know what I mean? And just feeling like, damn, like I was the only one to fucking make it out. Like, should I have done more? Was there a way that I could have helped someone and helped them get out of the circumstances that clearly I was able to get out of as well? You know what I mean? So I just kind of wanted to bring that out there. That's all. Yeah, that's all. 
That's all. But uh, all right. yeah, definitely a good movie. It is spooky season. Definitely go watch The Ritual. It is it is one of those movies. Man, I'm I'm trying to tell you, I I like this movie a lot. I, I really I really really did because from the last podcast when I talked about how you don't really see big name actors in horror movies because it takes a lot to really give genuine fear to to convey genuine fear on your face. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> The, the man, especially one person in particular, Phil, that dude got it done in a movie. <laughs> he looked absolutely terrified. Definitely. The entire movie after they woke up from them fucking nightmares. Like it, you just you couldn't do nothing but feel bad for that boy. Oh right. my gosh. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. But anyway, all right, that's all we got on the ritual. I think we that's us wrapping everything up. It's definitely been a good one. It's been a long definitely. one. Definitely. Um, what, what are your last words for the people, my man? My last words are, it is okay. You know, it's, it's much cooler to be yourself than to try to be somebody else. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially this day and age with the social media, they, they see all these things being glamorized, all these lives being glamorized. Um, and I think that they, they, you know, they have this, 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 these thoughts in their mind, like, oh, well, damn, what am I doing wrong? What, why haven't, mm-hmm. why haven't I ascended to this level yet? Um, and you know what? I think we're going to get a little bit more into that on our next pod. So you guys should definitely keep mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> that's 1000. That's 1000%. We sure are. Um, my last words for the people spend time with yourself. And when you do that, ask yourself the hard hitting questions. I, I listen, I totally understand, just like I was talking about the little bitch boy from the movie Ritual that didn't want to didn't want to confront these things that are clearly going to challenge everything that he's ever thought about things in life. But it takes that that extreme confrontation um, to to break through and become better than anything you could have ever seen yourself becoming. And if you have aspirations or thoughts about being better at all you you there's no other way to do it there is no other way to do it you have to it is a part of the hero's story to let go of something that you've been holding on to in order to elevate and exalt yourself and become the more virtuous version of yourself you have to you can think of any hero-esque movie or story you've ever heard of, I promise you that the main character has had to let something go. Cut off some old part of him or herself in order to become the hero at the end of the story. Those are my last words. Again, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Keon. Peace. Peace.